0: What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to Church Talks. Uh, I am here with a good friend of mine, and we've only known each other for, like, a couple years, maybe a little more than a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's just one of those guys that has such a magnetic personality, and uh, I don't know that I've ever seen him not smiling. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I'm here with Terrence Harris, and I'm going to let him just introduce himself briefly and give you guys a, a quick bio, um, very like quick, because we'll get into the the, yeah. the deeper stuff, but it's a quick bio of his
1: life. Okay. So Terrence? Yeah, and, and you said knowing about a couple years, I, I think that's intentionally knowing. Like I used, right. to, I used to come to Impact and I used to, uh, I, I remember seeing that. you up there, yeah. And so I remember it was like five years ago, you had posted a video on Facebook and Derry Davis commented and he was like, that's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking at your profile. I was like, Man, that's the girl that plays on Impact's Praise and Worship. Because me and my wife was in transition at Greensboro at the time, yeah. and so we were going visiting different churches, and that was the only church that we really connected to. And I remember you from then. So intentionally knowing each other, yeah, it's been it's about true. two, two, three years. But uh, in it unintentionally, it's been been a while. But right. um, I'm Terrence uh, Terrence Harris. Um, I'm a male. I- <laughs> Like, like like introductions are so tricky. You know, I know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, uh like how do I even go about this? You know what
0: I'm saying? So uh, what is what is a like a phrase? If your life could be summed up in a phrase, or like just just a sentence of what you live by, or if you feel like that somebody were to describe you in one sentence?
1: Ooh, now that's a like, tough question. That's even harder. <laughs> that's even harder. Uh alright, I'll say this. Uh my name is Terrence Harris. I am Uh, A God-fearing man. I am a father. I am a husband. Uh, I'm a businessman, entrepreneur, Um, and that's a good start. That's That's a good good start. start. That's good.
0: Well, I was gonna say. I mean, we could we could take up the entire podcast with just like talking about everything that that not just that you do, but everything that you are. Uh, I've really just in the last like couple years began to like slow down because my life has been so fast paced and it's always been about like what I do Mm -hmm. um and I'm just learning to appreciate the being Mm -hmm. uh and I say this you know that we're not human doings we're human beings Mm -hmm. and so everything that that you do is a reflection and it's just kind of like oozing out of who you are and uh and I love that you are you're you're a family first kind of guy Mm -hmm. so before I even knew like about family like i knew what you did like i saw that you know you're a musician saw you at the gym working out um i guess are you still a police officer I am a police officer yeah, yeah. so that's full like time I, did. I was going to say <laughs> full time police officer you just got into uh, barbershop school yep barbershop school and uh we'll just make a side note that you show up to my back porch wearing Dag on collar shirt, yeah. uh, tie with the tie clip, khakis and dress pants. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you yeah. can, you can loosen your necktie if you need to. <laughs> no, I'm Gucci.
1: I'm Gucci. Just, I'll keep it professional. Man, well,
0: I'm, I'm, and here I am in basketball shorts and a t-shirt. I know like, how to do that too. This, this yeah. is me. But uh, so, like, I know that right now, at least in the last year with uh, the pandemic and everything, like, how has you know everything that that you're doing and all this kind of stuff like how has that changed in the last year maybe a little more than a year like have you slowed down or has that actually caused you to like think outside the box and get into even more stuff
1: oh man um if we if we're talking the last couple of years i think nothing has slowed down or stopped the perspective of change and it's just the outlook of how you go about still doing um the things that you want to do at the beginning of, the, of this year, I actually had to speak at church once. And, um, you know, God gave me a, a passage of scripture that I've really been living this whole year by. And that's, um, I had to get the exact scripture, but he who regards the wind will not sow, he who observes the clouds will not reap. That's pretty, and you can look at it in different ways, mm-hmm. but you know, it's really just saying that. You know, if you observe what's going on around you or you're waiting for the right time to do something or step out on your dreams, that it won't happen. You know, if if it's either you going to trust and believe that you can do what God says that you can do mm-hmm. or you're going to wait and wait for the right time, right season. And if you do that, you won't sow and you won't reap. And so, man, they, mm. <laughs> that is so that scripture slapped me. And it's like, like right now, I'm a full time police officer, and I got a good job. I love yeah. being a cop, but I just started barber school. <laughs> do people school. say that? <laughs> like, I know. Is that like a thing? Right. Like, no, I guess yeah. you have to to be in it, especially yeah. right
0: now. Yeah. Like, yeah you this really time really we're do. living in, yeah. you gotta love it. You
1: really do, and um, it's a good profession. Um, but you know, it's like I just started barber school, and people are like, "Yo, why would you do that?" Because the barber school, it doesn't. The profession is not looked at like, um, like policing, let's say like policing. You know? mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's known traditionally like an honorable profession, which it is. Uh, but barbering is looked at like a hustle, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, like that's what you, you got the a <laughs> 401k and uh retirement plan and this and that, and you got a hustle? And you're in school for a hustle? Why didn't you go to school for business administration? Why didn't you go to school for this or that? And without living on the belief of that scripture that I just spoke of earlier, you know, I wouldn't be able to live that way, you know? And it's mm-hmm. it's so much to say. Yeah. And I've learned sometimes that if you just keep it simple uh-huh. and you just say that, the main thing is the scripture and everything else follows behind it. So, Yeah.
0: So with uh, with that being said, as far as like, you know, you were were talking about how sometimes we don't feel ready Mm -hmm. like to get into something. But, you know, you have to think like, I don't know that I'm ever going to feel ready. So Mm -hmm. would you say that, you know, with marriage, with having kids, with all these things, did you ever feel ready? (laughs)
1: Like (laughs) that is such a great question. And now I have never really I have thought of it now in every single accomplishment. That you have just named out mm-hmm. the musicians empowerment being a musician policing uh, barber school every marriage kids every single one of them I was not ready mm-hmm. I felt I wasn't ready yeah because on every one of them I felt as if I had to prepare or get myself in position to be able to take on these responsibilities and mm-hmm. it just it really realistically it don't work like that even in promotions at at work and i'm sure you know it like you don't it's very rare that you see somebody groomed for a position you always see somebody thrown into position and they become Mm -hmm. that it's not that oh i walk in i've been working 20 years and i've been only living to be this no you're put in the position and Mm -hmm. then you become that Yeah. yeah so that's 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 what i've learned and that that has helped me a lot in um You know, really just being able to step out and do new things because a lot of times people are afraid to do new stuff Mm -hmm. because who wants to be or or the world tells us, hey, you're 31. You're supposed to have a house. You're supposed to have a a job, a car, this, that, and the third. You're not supposed to be learning new skills. You're supposed (laughs) to be mastering or honing or you're supposed to know new skills. That's why so many musicians these days, young, older musicians Mm -hmm. are scared to play out. Yeah. Because they're like, no, I'm Supposed to be arrived by this age when you know we're all learning and we're still growing, and I think if you can take that mindset you can the more you can do mm. like as long as I've known you intentionally <laughs>
0: knowing you from a distance, I was, yeah. like, I' was like I don't know, but as long as I've known you intentionally um there's been there's been two words that had like that I feel like that if I were to describe you in a sentence or you know whatever and i I always wonder like what do people say about me if they were to describe me in one sentence but There's two words, and I know I've told you these in person, um, but it's balanced and disciplined. And that knowing everything that you are, I don't even want to say juggling, because juggling just kind of makes it like, you know, okay, well, any of these balls could fall at any time. But Mm -hmm. it's like, it's so intentional how you uh, categorize your life and and discipline your schedule to make sure that, that you are staying balanced. And that, you know, mind, body and spirit is is healthy and is thriving and that nothing is getting uh, neglected. And I mean, I don't know if this is like like bearing witness with you or if it's just like what I'm seeing from the outside, because I know that you probably have struggles that you don't Mm -hmm. showcase. Absolutely. And so and I but on church church talks like, you know, we're not just like highlighting on these things. Like I want to know what are the struggles and the obstacles that that you've like that you've encountered And you've either already overcome them or you're overcoming them now that have tried to, like, come against that balance and come against that discipline.
1: Mm. Obesity. If you go on my Facebook, you can see uh, years um, back where I was obese. Um, I would say depression. Definitely be one a huge one. Relationship. um, Heartbreak. I would say, um, um, I'm looking for a word for this. It was just a season at one time in my life where I just existed. Hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was career wise. I just existed. It was the same old, same old. I hate that saying, same Mm -hmm. old, same old. Um, and, um, So everything today is just a a accumulation of all of that. And it it was definitely different seasons of my life. I definitely couldn't have taken them all at one time because when I was depressed, I was obese. But obesity wasn't on my mind. It was depression because at the time what was uh, comforting me in my obesity was the food snacks at night, you know, um, and so I wasn't thinking about being obese. I was just thinking about what could comfort this main problem, mm-hmm. which was depression, mm-hmm. you know? And then during heartbreak, I, I may have lost all that weight, you know? And so I wasn't thinking about being skinny or, or um, you know, anything other than the heartbreak. So working out became the outlet for that. Mm-hmm. And then when it became fitness... It was, okay. now I like this part of life, but now balance is an issue or I don't like the job that I'm at. So I feel like I'm existing. So at the time, fitness and being unbalanced wasn't the issue. It was, you know, feeling like I'm existing, trying to get out of that. So at different seasons, you know, although I may have been in another, I may have been going through something that at that time, I zeroed in and said, hey, this was the main thing in my life that uh, I was dealing with. But at the same time, I had something else on the back burner that I was also dealing with or coping with, which I would say even right now in my life is something going on like that. Like that. I just, I felt that balance is exactly what that scale looked like. If you ever seen the balancing scale, you put one piece on then the Mm -hmm. other side go up Mm -hmm. until you can take off one and you can figure out the weight to where you get it. And then when you get it, Mm. add something else on so yeah that's what i've learned
0: yeah i don't know that i've met anybody that has that balance perfectly Mm -mm. um there's some like you that that i feel like are really close and that's just me kind of looking at it from an outsider's perspective but i feel like even um on a more personal level like i could probably see you know when you're at when you're at home you're a husband and a dad Mm -hmm. like you're like you're present in that when you're at your job like that's it like mm-hmm. I, for eight hours or 12 hours whatever shifts you work like you're in it um but being able to like you know be able to, to come home and not bring work with you or figure out like what's what's gonna be your next uh guitar duet that's that's one of your like yeah. that you and this other guy What's his josh. name? josh josh like i met you i think it it was at a wedding next or something y'all was were it? doing. I think so. In Danville? You was there? I think. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. my sister's a photographer, and so she was there. And, um, oh. But anyway, yeah, I've seen you. I know you do, like, weddings and uh, coffee shops. Mm-hmm. And um, But it's like, you know, there's always stuff that I feel like it doesn't just land in your lap. Mm-mm. Like, some do. But I would say a lot of it is, is strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's intentional. It, it, it requires preparation and planning. And uh, I know that you're constantly, like, you know, you... you share books that you're reading that are about um i know that you were reading the one the relational intelligence the relational intelligence yes and uh and just basically investing in yourself mm-hmm. first so that you can give more to whoever it is that you know that you're serving um you could be serving the city of greensboro serving your family serving your church serving the listening ears of coffee shop or wedding guests uh, but I just, I mean, I just see so much like preparation. It's crazy to think that 31 years old and I'll be 31 this year. Congrats. And I feel like like 30 hit hard last year, turning 30 in a pandemic was bogus. (laughs) But, uh, I'm like, man, you know, it's so easy for, for me to look at somebody like you and be like, I am so far behind, but I love being able to look at somebody that is close to my age and to see you excelling and doing so well, uh, like it, it just it gives me hope. Like you've been such an inspiration to me, and I know to so many people. I know the listeners of this episode are going to be like, "Whoo!" You know, because it's <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't frustrate me to see somebody who is doing well. Um, it 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 inspires me, and it makes me want to do better. And um, you know, I, I I love to see you and your wife support each other in your own like individual callings. Because I don't know that y'all like work together at the same thing like she's got her thing i know mm-hmm. at the shallow shop event like you're right there beside her with your little black apron and you were like serving and supporting yes. her and then at the <laughs> musicians empowerment conference she's working the registration table and i'm like right. this is how it's supposed to be mm-hmm. it's beautiful like so what did that just kind of organically happen or did y'all actually have conversations of i want you to do what you're passionate about? And I'm gonna do what I'm passionate about, and we're gonna support each other. Like, what did that look like?
1: I think everything comes with a cost. I think, you know, especially I can speak on my marriage. Um, the the cost of getting to that point, it it it's something deeper. That is it's a deeper type of conversation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but you know, in in that type of, in marriage, and I can speak for our marriage, is that, with understanding, I think, helps us out. And, and I mean, I'm, and I'm getting churchy. Yeah, Churchy, churchy. I got the organ. I got the <laughs> uh, I, I think, you know, early on in marriage, I didn't have, you know, you're young. And so, you really, you really don't know how to really, you know, expect living with someone for the first time. And, um, finding out, because living and dating is two different things. Mm -hmm. uh, Completely different things. And then not only that, I signed up to grow with when you obese, when you skinny, when you fit, when you smell good, when you don't smell good. I signed up for all of that. We should make those the vows. Man, that's gotta be Forget violent. in yo, sickness
0: and health. Mild. Be like be like in fattening and skinny yeah, yeah. And, and smelling good and stinky. Yeah,
1: like, <laughs> Can we please revise like, the vows? Those are more real life. <laughs> yo, real talk, man. And oh, so man. it all though relates back to the fear of the Lord. It all does because, you know, they say the fear of the lord's is be- no, they they say the word says, right. the fear of the lord's beginning of understanding and um that's so true because when you have an understanding of how God tells you to treat a woman your wife in particular he, he says just like the the church and he died for the church so mm-hmm. if you put that in perspective you know that understanding uh it helps you f- form a team it does it helps you form a team and it helps you stay intact, in not because of who she is, or not because who he is, is because I'm scared of God. That's <laughs> just point blank, simple. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, and um, so to answer that question, that was a long question, but it, it's just understanding of knowing that, hey, man, we in this. And so mm-hmm. if we in this, let's go on and make it a team. And yeah, she, she comes and helps me out on my events and I come and help her out on hers because most of the time inside those rooms, when you're married, it's real intimate. It's your vision and you tell God and then you start acting on it and the only person that you got that really supports you at that time is your mm-hmm. better half, your closest one. So, um, being able to do that with each other, it, it's actually fun too. It, yeah. is, it is actually fun. Is like, it? Once you really, like you still gonna have those times where it's like, uh, you got another event on this Saturday. Oh man, I was trying to relax but then mm-hmm. that's when understanding kicks in like, yeah. all right let's let, let, let's let's crank this out I know this is something that you want to do let's crank this out together and and it, it it's, it's fun man yeah i I was
0: talking to somebody today I met at a coffee shop and just he was just kind of telling me his life story apparently when I talk to people
1: you bring it, a podcast version of it I usually have your mic with you right I, <laughs> I should
0: which i mean i love I'm a people person so like mm-hmm. i I'll start up a conversation and then before I know it I'm learning all about their life and everything and um mm-hmm and he was just talking about like he's uh, he's been married for a few years they have a daughter and like and he's younger than i am and he's like a business owner i mean he's got like a lot going on and i don't even know what i asked him or, or if i even asked him if he volunteered this but he said that one of the best pieces of marriage advice that they got before they even got married was you have to learn how to be bored together mm, and i was like that's good i know I'm like i ain't even married but i'm like that is so good because when it's just you and your wife like obviously you got kids now but like before you have kids it doesn't have to be like something all the time right. Like you know people say you know always date your spouse or don't lose that like honeymoon stage just let it and i'm just like but it is really good to learn how to just be born oh, man, together yeah that's real good i'm like that's yeah you can, you can use that. that's free it came, yeah, it came from the, yes. the coffee shop you. but Thank i mean I, I guess when you throw kids into the mix there's probably very little boredom um how many kids do you have we have two yep and their ages are we
1: have a two-year-old leah is, no Joshua's two and leah is four
0: so yes they probably not a lot of boredom <laughs> um <laughs> with those ages in the household um so you have a girl and a boy uh-huh and uh toddler age now like i don't i don't i don't think i don't think i've met them if, Maybe just on like on social know. media. I don't know Maybe. if I've seen them in person. They was at the um, empowerment this year. Okay, so I probably saw them uh-huh. and just didn't didn't know who they were. But like what is it like you know with with everything that you've got going on and and your wife like what is it like raising kids <sighs> during during a pandemic uh during all of this crazy stuff that's going on with um with politics and injustices mm-hmm. and um Gosh, like just everything is just crazy. I'm not raising a kid right now, but I'm like I don't know that I would be I, th- I feel like I would be terrified in some ways and then also like I have got to do everything I can to pour into this child so that they know their worth and their value and mm-hmm. you know just I mean what what is that like? Like but raising raising kids right now?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much on the tail end of what you just said. It's, it's it it feels a uh, there is a joy and a weight that comes with Uh, parenting that i have experienced Uh, the joy is having the kids obviously Mm -hmm. um and and being able to sit down and say that's my daughter that's my son and um you know see the small things that they do that remind you of yourself and likewise in your spouse but the weight that comes in is man we know what the real world is like Mm -hmm. (laughs) we do like we know what all the ugly parts look like. We know what all the parts that we've done that we wish we wouldn't have done. And the the weight comes in of, like, instilling morals and principles in the child um, and, and, and really doing your best to stay on them and not, you know, and, and, and having balance, too. You mm-hmm. know, trying to have that balance of where, you know you remember the things that helped you that your parents didn't do. Maybe they wasn't so strict in this area that really helped you. Um, but then, on the same time, they kind of were strict in another area that you didn't understand then. But now, as you look back on it, it's it was like, oh, man, that, that really helped me. Mm-hmm. So it's finding a balance and, you know, maintaining and, and really, you know, that weight that comes with parenting, really embracing it and, and trying your best to be the best parent you can.
0: hmm with with them being so young it's almost like even if you were to tell them how the real world is i don't know that they would actually like grasp it um you know but as they get older you know do you do you foresee yourself kind of you know pulling them to the side having like a heart to heart with them and telling them like these are things that you're going to experience like when you start school when you get into this and you're not you know under our roof all the time um this is, this is how it's going to be? Or are you more on the, like, I want to shelter them as long as I can?
1: Mm-mm. No, I'm more of a instilling principles and letting them learn and uh, understand that when those days come, yeah, I do want to have uh, that conversation because I think shelter, I don't necessarily believe in shelter that much. I think we we are all created to go out here and serve in some capacity mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so in order to do that you got to know you got to be out here you feel me you mm-hmm. got to be out doing something yeah um so now nah, shelter I, I i i don't i don't rock with that so well definitely
0: yeah no i my I, I talked to my parents like as an adult and they know that they were overly sheltering um homeschooled mm-hmm. pentecostal holiness church mm-hmm. uh high school, we went to like a small private Christian school, you know, and it had pros and cons to it, Uh, you know, but I definitely, I I agree with you that, you know, if you, if you shelter them from too much, it's like when they do actually see things that they didn't experience in the home, I don't know that they really know how to handle it, right? right. and uh, so I think it's good to kind of, you know, tell them as the parent, like I think the education should first be in the home. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for homeschooling, but, I mean, regardless of what school uh, kids go to, I still think that parents have the, the privilege and the responsibility of educating right. and, and raising their kids right. Like, they sh- you shouldn't rely on, like, the school system to, mm-hmm. to raise your kids. So, I just, I love seeing good parenting. Mm. <laughs> like, you can have good parents that have crappy parenting. Uh-huh. You know, like, I, does that make sense? But, like, when you've got, like, Good solid parents that actually have great parenting skills, and that know what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and know how to communicate in a way that's effective with their child—that's that's gold right yeah. there. <laughs> like, I mean, I feel like that you could probably teach classes on uh, everything under the sun, uh, but, <laughs> but parenting boy—that's
1: <laughs> one of the things where we talked about becoming. You become yes. a parent. It's oh it's yeah, because <laughs> every
0: stage of their life, you're learning. How wow. to parent that age, like you know, golly, is elementary true. school's coming, then you got middle school and high school, and then college, and then marriage. If that's like you I'm know, gonna all these things, speak
1: this, you're gonna be a great parent. Whew. Yeah, uh-huh. I see, <laughs> it, I see it, <laughs> it. I have a
0: lot of kids in my life that I, I like to think that even though I'm not the parent, I still have the privilege and the responsibility when they're in my care to instill principles, like right. you said, and just to, I mean, if nothing else. Like, I want them to know that they're loved. Right. And that, like, they are so worthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that kids need to hear that and feel that way more than they do. Mm-hmm. Like, so much, you know, with kids these days, I mean, it's just, you got screen time. They're on a screen for everything, <sighs> even for school. Um, I mean, you got five-year-olds with TikTok accounts mm-hmm. and Snapchat. I'm like, what is going on? And it's, you know, it's about their grades. That there's so much pressure to make good grades and it's on a standardized education where I'm like, I ain't met a kid yet that's standard. <laughs> like They what, don't make it. what is what is standardized education? <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I feel like there's so much pressure like on kids where I know like I wish I had it more and so I want to, you know, just give that into kids where I'm like, I don't want you to feel pressure like I want you to feel like that you are you are a whole person
1: right right right
0: right. now right you ain't got to have a college degree you ain't got to be the the star on the sporting Mm -hmm. team um you know you don't have to drive the best car have the best house have the best job like you're you that's true and you're unique and just I mean seeing everything that you're in like I don't feel like that you're gonna be limiting your kids on like you know where you have to be this or you have to look this way or whatever you're gonna be like do anything and everything. that you want to do like if it's in your heart um was it was it nate I think it was in uh was it first or second Samuel where I think it was Nathan that said to David like whatever's in your heart do it and I'm and I'm with you like I'm behind you I'm totally paraphrasing but I just feel like that like that's you not only to your kids or to your wife but that's what you exude to me that if it's in your heart to do it go for it like I support you I'll encourage you I'm backing you you're just a super duper encourager oh lord and uh i don't even know where i was going with all that but um man so i know you didn't want to like you know give a sentence or a phrase to like summarize yourself but uh and i'll go ahead and just insert the fact that we are outside and so if you've heard dogs barking um cars driving (laughs) by birds chirping uh trash carts rolling down the driveway. These are the natural consequences of being outside shooting a podcast episode. Um, but what I mean, what do you think? Even even lately, because I know we talked about in the past, like you know, stuff that has been a setback or a struggle: um, the obesity, the depression, the heartbreak, um, the apathy. Maybe that's a good word, like just kind of existing. But if if you're okay with being this vulnerable, what is something right now, like? Is there something right now that you are maybe internally battling, um, where you have to almost like encourage yourself or pep yourself up or like motivate yourself to do something? Is yeah. there anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah, like I could I can use barber school for example. Okay. You know, it, it, <laughs> I have to. All right, so I'll give you I'll give you an example. I've been cutting hair. I've been always loved to cut hair. I've actually coming out of high school was the only thing I wanted to do was cut hair, all right? Hmm. So, but in the, the community I was raised in, if you didn't get a scholarship or have, you know, inheritance you fell into, you had to go work in a factory. And that was just mm-hmm. it. You work, you retire, and you die, you yeah. know? So, coming out of school and that, with that mindset, of course I was broke, I didn't have any money, um, didn't have anything, and you know, you looked at barbering as, you know, like a side gig, and you know, it was something like, you know, can I really, you know, build a house? Can I really do this? And, do that with this profession and so I, I let it go and as i became a man and my faith started to grow um of course i got stronger in faith and with that you know to answer your question coming into it right now you know although i've been cutting for a long time and i love to do it i'm still learning and growing in the school and so you might have somebody come in the shop and they'll come in, and you be like, "Hey, my man, you me going to get you?" You be like, "Nah, bro, I'm gonna go to such and such, such and such, Y'all in school, you know what I'm saying?" Or to be like, "Nah, I ain't gonna go to no students today." Or be like, "Nah, man, you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I'm saying." That's in the third, and you take it, and you you gotta consistently tell yourself. Even before I got here on this chair right here today, consistently tell yourself and remind yourself of all the other processes that you've been through. Mm-hmm. that God then put you through. And you got to understand where you at in that process. And I think to be able to identify where you are, it helps you. And then also relating it back to God's word. Like sometimes we, we use it in this like churchy, like, Oh, this is where it is at. Mm-hmm. This is a churchy quote I've always heard, but man, count it all joy when you go through various temp trials and errors, because you know, the testing, um, all these trials, I'm paraphrasing paraphrasing as well. All these trials, <laughs> the, the testing of your face produces steadfastness or patience. Yeah. And let it run its full course so you will be, you know, full and lacking in nothing. So you go through all that and you, 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 you throw the word at it. You be like, man, look, I know this is a process, but shoot, just like it was with guitar, look where it at. Just like it was with my marriage, look where it's at. Just like it was with here. So right now I'm battling, starting over, I'm battling having a real career profession mm-hmm. and being the guy in barber school that's 31 with two kids raising them and doing all this stuff being in the in there saying hey man you want a haircut? <laughs> I mean legitimately I'm yeah. the dude in there you want yeah. a haircut? And they look at me they don't know nothing about me they look at me like oh this dude he probably just having a midlife crisis and he's just trying to figure something out <laughs> about barber school you know what I'm saying? Right. So you, you really take yourself from one profession or one field of life and you drop it all the way down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you start the process over again. But somebody told me something one time and it changed my life. This is so funny. Excellence.
0: I was literally but my next question was going to be is there somebody in your life that has spoken something that has stuck with yep. you that's been like influential? This just, and you just literally answered <laughs> the question I didn't ask. Alright, This for
1: it. quote right here changed my life because everybody want to operate in the spirit of excellence, right? Mm-hmm. Excellence This is what they said. Excellence is doing the best you can with what you got at the level you're at. Say that again. Excellence is doing the best you can Mm -hmm. with what you got at the level you're at. Mm -hmm. And when you get that mindset, you understand that, dang, I'm at level one. But how can I make level one look excellent? Right. Even though the pictures of the cuts that I'm putting up, they ain't the quality of I want right now. Yeah. But I'm still operating. I would rather operate in excellence because I know that this is the level Mm. I'm at. Mm. And then the key is now the word N-O-W. Because all Mm. of my visions, they never started with the word N-O-W. They've always started with when I get there, Uh when I'm here, when I achieve this, Mm. when I'm there. Yeah. But man, when I flipped that switch and said no, it started now. But now looks like this. Mm. It looks like hey, my man, you want to cut? Hey, my man. You, hey, do you mind if we play at this restaurant today? You hey, you mind if we play here? Hey, you know I want to have a Musicians Empowerment podcast uh, or or event. Can we uh-huh. have it at this location? No, I don't think it's going to be what we're looking for. It's so much I can go and, and explain and talk about. But the word now
0: you helping some people right now. At the right level now. you're at. I'm
1: one of them. When you started <laughs> right now, man, I'm telling you, that changed my life. And so.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I, how, do you know how old you were when you heard that?
1: Oh, man, I was probably. <clears throat> this was recently. So this was um because faith, you, it's levels of faith. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So shh, this was, it, it wasn't too long. It wasn't, I wasn't 31. I might have been, I might have heard it. I might have heard it a year ago. Mm. Yeah, so this is this is fairly recent. Yeah. And so it, it has helped me in a lot of endeavors and I can't explain the power of that, you yeah. know. I can't explain the power of that.
0: So how old do you think you were when you actually knew that you were not going to settle for anything like less than what you knew you were capable of doing?
1: Oh man, it just started Huh? Yeah, it's just thought. Oh. Uh-uh. Yeah. No doubt. I was I got married at the age of twenty three but I was in a you know existing mindset. Um and I was obese and you know, at the time I was like, Man, I wanna make forty thousand this is sad but it's true and I'm gonna say it I'm on the podcast, so it'll help me. I was gonna say my vision and and successful outlook of life, forty thousand dollars a year, retirement, house, wife, kids, I'm happy. And then, once you start, you get into that, and you look at yourself. I don't know what happened one day, and I looked at myself. And I was just like, I'm not happy. And then, but at the time, you know, after sports, and after all these things that I was constantly striving to get better in had ended, I was like, man, when am I going to try to do something for myself? And when am I going to try to, you know, become something for me? And, um, you know, I'll say at the age of 26 i started stepping out and i first stepped out in policing mm-hmm. that was the first step and from that bill i didn't i wasn't a police officer first i was a tension officer mm. i worked in the jail for a year
0: i did not know that yeah
1: i worked it so the that jail. wasn't
0: like you know when you were a kid and people said you know what do you want to be when you grow up no, it was. Was, the, was police officer, detention officer, was that ever in your in your mind?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was the one, the thing I never wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny how things work. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you that story. I was at a job that I didn't want to be in anymore. And I said, um, God, I want a profession where I can use all of my gifts and talents that you've given me in one profession. And uh, I was an athlete in school. I loved sports. That was my first love was sports. hmm and I love talking to people, and I love helping people. And so I said it. He said, "Police." And I, and I look at it now, and I'm like, "Dang, I am using all them chasing folk and doing all this stuff." Mm. You know what I'm saying? But at the time, I was like, "No." I was like, "No, nah, I don't never want to do that." I was like, "I, I don't see myself doing that."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I sat in that that store for two more years, and then one day, a retired sheriff walked in there. He had just retired came in the store and told me about his retirement. He told me about the things that he was able to do in the profession and all the gifts that God had given him that he was able to use in one profession. The same ones that I named out. <laughs> and at that time, he took out his phone and he called Human Resources. And he put me in contact with Human Resources. And that next two weeks, I started the hiring process with the jail.
0: Yeah.
1: And then immediately when I got in, at that time things started to change because I started working out again. Um, I started to try to do better. And it's, it wasn't so much of, um, I would say, uh, I'll put it like this. When I started, when I stepped out, trying to be better is contagious. Like, when you try to be better, mm-hmm. intentionally try to be better, other areas of your life, Change because it has to come up from where the level that is at. So the moment that I started trying to work on fitness, trying to work on, you know, my career, trying to work on my marriage, and trying to do these small, trying to be a better musician. Like people will be like, "Man, musicians is this? Man, it's a whole lot of hard work. Forty days of practice. Yo, tell me about (laughs) it. Straight. I can't do. I don't know if I can do anything for forty days." But you be doing that though. No. Like You were teaching yourself
0: how to play drums yeah. now. Collie.
1: It's so contagious when you yeah. try it. And um after that everything just started falling in place. And the moment I walked into the jail and I was in there for about a month, I knew then I was like, Yeah, if I'm gonna do it, I wanna go full out. So I wanna be on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. And um I had to work towards that.
0: Yeah.
1: I still had I lost thirty pounds in there just working out working towards that and um yeah so it's just all contagious
0: i think i'm gonna i'm gonna diagnose you with an addiction and that <sighs> is to try new things
1: <laughs> if you
0: have an addiction i think you are addicted to trying new try things, new things
1: yeah, you're just like complacent. hey
0: let's try it if it doesn't yeah. work okay but at least you know you can't say you haven't tried it mm-hmm. but i mean hopefully productive and healthy things but yeah <laughs> um but we're gonna like we're gonna kind of wrap this thing up i know you got to get home to the wife and kids um uh, but i do have like a couple other questions and then we'll do like some rapid fire stuff but uh and you kind of already answered this as far as like you know was there a moment that someone influenced you you know in some way that just kind of changed um how you thought and how you believed about yourself but um but is there a person and this person may have quoted somebody else you know that, that you were talking about is there is there a person that you feel like has been the the greatest support system in your life that you feel like, I wouldn't be here without this person? Like, is there a, a shout-out that we could give to somebody? Mm.
1: Yeah, you know, my wife is definitely one of them.
0: I think uh, she's a given. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking so, yeah.
1: for, like, people-wise? That's easy. It'd be Derry Davis. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's music-wise, but it's so much bigger than that. Yeah. You know, it's... He, when I first became a musician, he really poured into me and showed me stuff. Mm-hmm. And from that, you got the musician's empowerment that was created. Yeah. You know, this year we had the third annual event to where I think it was like 90% of the attendees in a pandemic right. were at the Sheraton Hotel. Yep. You know, all there. Some people from Alabama, Colorado. We have people from South Carolina, That's Charlotte, crazy. you know, Arkansas. One guy I'm so drove glad I got hours. to
0: be in the room for that. It was it was amazing. It was ridiculous.
1: It's and so it good. All started by him showing me four chords. Mm. It all started by just a gesture sure. of love, and it right. was just like, yeah, yes, it's music, but it's principle. That's why mm-hmm. I, a lot of people, I'm like, sports. Sports is so powerful. Yeah. I've learned so many principles that I even still use today by just sports. And I not to get off the subject, but I just say, like, activities that you do, they build internal, like, disciplines as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when Derry stepped out, the activity of pouring into someone else, you know, because that's your time, you're taking off, I want to show you this, i want to do that. I had just been playing an instrument for three months, and he was like, hey, man, I want to – get you in groom you so we mm. can maybe start a band or something one day and you know we we do We're We didn't even band. talk about the band. Reflecting yeah, oh, Glory yeah, band, Shoot. about that. We got a new album <laughs> coming out and all, man. I'm, I'm losing I'm losing count. It's, all good. it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's a, a lot. lot. It's, it's so a lot. lot. Yeah. Um, but I would just say man, yeah, it's, it's definitely Darian, just a gesture of um you know helping out and um pouring back into that yeah. he's definitely somebody that that I can say is really helped me out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, I think that it would be safe to say that he empowered you
1: mm-hmm. to be,
0: like, the best musician and everything that you could be. Um, and I love that, like, Derry's so humble. Mm-hmm. He would never give himself credit for that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you're one of the best musicians I've ever known personally. Ever. Really? And probably more so than even people that I listen to, yes, on Spotify. Like, oh. legit. And you make it look so easy. But to think that, you know, somebody like Derry, like, just, you know kind of took you under his wings like hey let's start with four chords and and let's see where this goes and it's just it empowered you to kind of you know grow your own wings and get out of the cocoon and all that kind of stuff um but what is so and these are these are like probably the last last two questions but what book are you reading right now
1: Mm, i'm reading two books i'm reading of course you are yeah (laughs) uh um (laughs) I'm about like you. I'm trying to read them as I go. But. We ain't going to talk about how many yeah. books are in my house and uh. how many I have not <laughs> even opened the cover. <laughs> I'm reading one book called The Blessed Life. I have a guy who was by. It's uh pretty much about, you know, tithing and, and giving to God because I okay. want to get my financial situation better. And before mm-hmm. I went and dove into investment books and all this other stuff, I wanted to first really dive into, you know, doing right by God with my money first. And Mm -hmm. so I started researching. I found this book. um, Always been a tither. Always believed in tithing. I believe tithing is the first principle. And I honestly, through it all, all those depressions, times, I've been tithing ever since. Mm -hmm. And so I can honestly say that a lot of that, that reason I didn't go cuckoo for coconut, Cocoa Puffs, (laughs) is because of tithing. And I can honestly say that. That's Um, powerful. Yeah. So, that is a principle too, man, that It carries over Mm -hmm. money management. I mean, once you're tired, you're like, okay, this is what I got left. So I got to break this down. So um, that's one of the books that I'm reading right now. And then I'm also, I got a new book because I just started barbering school. So I I just finished reading. uh, What was the name of that book? The practice book I was posting on Instagram. Um, uh, Effective Practicing for Musicians.
0: Okay.
1: I read that. That was an amazing book. Is amazing.
0: You should add that to my list. You
1: should. You should. 57 if books. Are effective Practicing for Musicians. Okay. That was amazing. And um, uh, I read a lot of musician's books a year. Yeah. I, I love the art of musicianship. It's just one of the things. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading a book called The Wealthy Barber. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I like it.
0: All right, so in the last week, what has been like your go-to song or your favorite
1: song? My favorite song in the yeah. last week. Yeah. Oh, dude. that is so. That's a good one.
0: <laughs> Look, you pull out your phone? I was gonna say like go to your go to your uh, recently played on like your Spotify, your Apple.
1: <laughs> My go-to song, it's gonna be Tadoo Um by Moscato and F. K. J. Holy I, moly! I just like the instrumental part. Nothing against you, Moscato, and FKJ. <laughs> it's an instrumental. Like I'm gonna let, let me see if it, it can play. But um I'm a guitarist. So I love that guitar. Lead. You hear that? Oh
0: my gosh. Well,
1: this is wait till this horn. When this horn come in, I don't wanna Let's see if the horn is gonna come in. I love this horn. Uh oh, gonna take a little
0: time. <laughs> but we don't know how to pronounce it.
1: Uh t- how you spell it? Ta
0: do? How you say that? Yeah, T-A-D-O-W. Uh, T A D O W. I don't
1: know. T to do. The horn? where's the horn at? Come where's on, the horn? It's gonna take three minutes. The listeners like, are waiting for the horn, man.
0: I feel like Will Ferrell. will like, we need more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> we need more horn. There
1: you go. Hmm. Mm. So that's so, the song. Okay. And when he start rapping, I'll be cutting it off. Because I believe music is good. It, it, I believe life does empower your tongue. So whatever you put in the spirit, out there, I, uh-huh. I, I try to watch it when it comes oh, to yeah. music. So when he, when he be rapping, I cut it off. But I, uh, <laughs> I listen to I love that horn. <laughs> I mean, music is
0: a whole language. Mm-hmm. It's a whole language. It's a whole, it's a whole vibe. Like, would you say that jazz like, your favorite genre of music?
1: Jazz? Yeah. Nah, genre music. That's good. I am a... Anything guitar-centered, I think. Uh-huh. I love smooth jazz. I listen to that a lot. Um, I like some rap, too, though. You know what I'm saying? I like listening to mm-hmm. rap, too. Um, not that crazy, where right? I like cray and, you know, yeah. people talking. Where they're actually...
0: Uh, conveying a message, yeah. <laughs> Rather than just like, trying to throw words. that I can
1: listen with them. I like, like now <laughs> it's at the point right now. If I can't listen to it with my family,
0: yeah,
1: you know, yeah. or if it's going yeah. against something that I'm teaching them, then I can't. We can't. We can't, we can't vibe with it. Mm-mm. So that's why we we have. And it may sound old, but we have gotten to smooth jazz. Me and my wife, when we clean the house, we cut smooth jazz. It's just relaxing for some. I, I yeah. can sit out here and listen to smooth jazz. But then I also like. I'm a guitarist, so I like instrumentalists. So it's right. like a lot of musicians and there's just like instrumental albums and stuff like mm-hmm. matt sickles who's at the summit i mean apartment bro he's crazy he crazy <laughs> he's got an album he's got like three albums out i haven't I heard his solo stuff i've you just haven't? heard
0: from like karate club so i have to yeah, check out his, like his solo, his
1: solo stuff. stuff that's what i listen to because i love finger style guitar so i just like i listen to mm-hmm. stuff like that man it's weird you wouldn't even believe it like my, you can go through this, man. You got a little bit of everything. The music on my album, music, yeah. Right,
0: same with me. But my friends, they don't understand why I like just instrumental tracks. And I'm like, do y'all not, do y'all not like feel, yes. like the beauty, <laughs> like do, yeah. And they're just kind of looking at me with a sad eye, like uh, they no. Yeah. I'm just like man, I I just soon listen to a uh, instrumental track. Like I don't know if you listen to Sleeping at Last. I haven't heard of it uh oh no! hey, you about okay. to put me on yes no y- there is there is such a depth to the music of sleeping and he's he writes lyrics too. sleeping at- sleeping at last like right, you just see. yeah we didn't even go take up time on this podcast like talking about that but i will tell you when we hit end on this but um yeah no he like he'll just take me to a whole other okay like dimension um But yeah so is there anything else that, that you feel like that we left out that you want to you want to touch on talk about for 60 seconds man yeah
1: i, I want to okay. commend you on um the podcast like you're doing a phenomenal job bridging that gap between you know church and people Wow. because sometimes yep. you know it can be this is we're two different things when it's You know, people make the church and create the church, and you're doing a really good job of putting light on, Mm -hmm. um, you know, stereotypes sometimes that you think and you can build up people. Mm -hmm. uh, And I I think you're doing a real good job with the podcast of that. And, um, you know, keep going. Like, uh, you're doing a good thing, and sometimes you can't see it unless somebody else tells you like all the stuff that you just told me today i was like oh i didn't see that but thanks you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah and so i i I say the same thing to you you know keep going keep doing it you're doing a phenomenal job and you know you don't the thing about podcasts you don't know who you're influencing and who you're impacting until one day three four five years from now they're like man you know what i listened to the episode about marriage i listened Mm -hmm. to the episode about church talks about this and it helped yeah you know what I mean? Wow. So keep going. I, that's that's only six seconds I got for it. So I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: and we're gonna give um, like in the show notes, and I'm gonna give a plug to the Musicians Empowerment Podcast, to your social media, um, anything else that you want to to plug.
1: Reflecting Glory yeah. Band. Um, I'm gonna yeah. plug one thing then, right? Okay. Now. So the Musicians Empowerment Season Three of the Musicians Empowerment Podcast. I got the flyer on my phone. Uh-huh. We're getting ready to start that. Okay. Um... I think it's gonna be Friday. Okay. We're still debating it, but be on the lookout. We are partnering, partnering with um, Are You in the Pocket organization. Um, the head of that is Brad Cox, amazing drummer, mm-hmm. and we're having a worship seminar, and it's a night of worship. So, the conference will be. Um, for minstrels who play instruments who you know sing or whatever Uh, we have a conference geared towards just them where we get in the room and we really talk about the importance of what we do and we really elaborate on um, that and then we're going to have a night of worship in conjunction for the minstrels to be able to actually play the instrument and and uh be able to take what you learn from the class use it then take it to your church and if you want a example of what that will be like, you go to the Musicians Empowerment Podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you can just Google mm-hmm. it, and look up an episode. Um, it's called Empowering the Church Musician, mm-hmm. and that'll give you some insight of what the conference will be like and what the worship will be like. Yep,
0: love it. Yep, man. Shameless plug.
1: Yeah, that was a long plug, too, dude. That was like, you was like 60 right. seconds. I was like, nah, I'm well, taking three minutes.
0: You can plug it better than I can. I was like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, give the hashtag and, and all of that, but I'm like, you, nobody can, can brag on, you know, what you're doing better than you can. So, Terrence, thank you so much for taking time out of your just – full life and full schedule um, to just sit on my back porch and have a conversation have fun. and uh, have fun. and I hope you liked your salad. We're going to have you on car. the podcast
1: too. Okay. Yeah. We're going to have you on the yeah, Musician Empowerment yeah. Podcast. Bring we're going to talk out, about them 400 bring songs. some washed up amateur musicians. <laughs> we're going to talk about them 400 songs. We may even play. Y'all won't to play on that episode. I
0: made the mistake of telling you that I've written songs.
1: Yeah. And we may I'm make her perform that. a song on the podcast. <laughs> If y'all want her well, to see thanks, her guys. perform, yeah. this <laughs> let's, let's, let's see some thumbs up on this performance. Oh, my gosh. And, and hashtag Cat Perform. That's no, the hashtag. I,
0: no. I, my armpits Kat just started sweating. Stop. <laughs> Man, thank you so much again, yeah, though. Was and, uh, and, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again on yours, mine, you know, whatever. After In, in five years after you've added um, 37 other things onto your plate and everything, I love all the the seasons of life and everything that it tells. But again, like, appreciate for what you've meant to me in my life, how you've empowered me as a musician and as as just a human. Like, you're just, you're awesome. And thank you so much. And uh, it's all God. God. It's all God. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you. And all right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, your weekend, whatever, whenever you're listening to this. And we will catch back up with you later. Thanks for listening to Church Talks.